The Marlins get a trio of deals done on trade deadline day. Welcome in. I'm Kanani Stevens. Of course, we have to check in with Locked on Marlins today. You had a ton to talk about, and I know it's late on your end, so I appreciate you staying up with us. What has your day been like, and, and do all of these moving parts make sense to you yet? Great question. The day has been long. I was up early. Phone was fully charged. I was like, listen, this is going to be a wild day. And then nothing happened. Yep. Sat around just refreshing every social media outlet you can find and nothing seemed to be happening. But all of a sudden, last hour, the moment, you know, the deal started to drop and boy, oh boy, it was uh, the Marlins have prioritized some power. That is for sure. They, they There's been a bit of a deficiency on the power side, the offensive side. And so, yeah, going to get in. You know, Jake Berger was the first deal to drop, and that probably is the biggest deal. Jake Berger, a Jake Eater going the other way, which I think it could look like a great deal for the Marlins in the future and now, or it could look really bad as well in the future. I think Eater looks like a real nice player too. So Berger for Eater, nice, a lot of control with uh, Jake Berger. Um, but then obviously then Josh Bell happening right after the deadline, but kind of before the deadline, I guess. So a lot of moving parts here for the fish. Bell. Uh, Berger in and then Ida going out and then Gene Segura uh, effectively being acquired by the the Guardians in that deal. And then they've just released him straight away. So they see no role for Gene Segura. He's been released straight away. They're just going to eat that money. So a lot to unpack here for this, uh, for the deadline here for the Marlins. But fundamentally, they prioritize some power. They need some more offense. And I think just about they've managed to do that. Is there one name in particular that stands out to you, or do you feel like it's the package deal that's really going to work well for them? No, I think Jake Berger's the he is the name. No one, no one else, no other team, no other deadline deal involves a player like Jake Berger. And what I mean by that is there's five and a half years of of control of Jake Berger. The deadline is typically about rentals. Maybe one, two-year deals. Maybe you swallow a bit of money, a bit like the, the Josh Bell deal, maybe, but Five and a half years of control for a guy that is performing really well at the major league level. Like no other deal looks like this. And so that is the deal that really stands out. The price tag to get it done is Jake Eder. Some people may not know Jake Eder. Um, a lot of people know Yuri Perez right now, the Marlins top, what well, was prospect, but has graduated now, but top prospect. Jake Eder could well effectively be the left-handed version of, of Yuri Perez. So he, a lot of people really like Eder. The price tag was high to go and get Jake Berger. Power profiles there, a lot of swing and miss, but that is, that's definitely the deal that I think when we look back on the Marlins deadline in 23, um, that's going to be the deal we all look to. But overall, this, you know, how the Marlins will be measured at this deadline is, do they make the postseason in 23? That's how they'll be measured. Where do you feel the bar is set for them? Is it just making the postseason or do you feel like because they got a little more control on Jake Berger that, that helps a little bit as well, or is it got to be immediate success? It has to be immediate. These moves, like packaging everything together, this is a win-now set of moves for the Marlins. And, and it isn't just the deadline day. They obviously went and acquired a couple of relievers as well a few days back, added to uh, the bullpen as well. So in total, they've done five deals um, at the deadline. Like They're all win-now. Kim Ang, the GM, in a contract year. Kim Ang is all in. Um, the franchise is all in. They want to make the postseason. So when you get to the summer and the offseason, 
those season ticket conversations become easier. So this organization right now is all in for all different reasons, but you know, that's how you'll measure this. Jake Berger with the, with the control will really help. Josh Bell has control as well next year if he doesn't opt out. So, you know, these aren't just moves for this year, but these are all about 2023. Feels like they're trying to make a statement and do a turning point for the franchise. So a lot to talk about, Peter. We appreciate you joining us. And of course, Locked on Marlins will have you covered for everything moving forward.